Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Welcome back, friends. I'm really excited today to have Wendy Cause with me. Wendy has spent over 30 years in sales, marketing, leadership, and customer service, purposefully developing her signature coaching approach that she offers her clients today. When she discovered that she had a talent for leading, inspiring, and motivating people, she created and learned techniques that enabled her to share her strategic concepts and skills within the workplace. She began coaching, teaching, and speaking in 2012, focusing on sales, leadership, and customer service for individuals, companies, colleges, universities, and economic development centers throughout the area. Since she opened her own practice in 2012, she has helped hundreds of businesses and individuals improve their work-life balance, increase their sales, and in 2017, she decided to take her business in a new direction, and she now takes her time and talent to inspire passionate, transformational visionaries to gain knowledge, clarity, and confidence to start or grow their coaching practice. She does this by turning fear into curiosity, teaching the art of selling and manifesting their wildest dreams through action. Discovering her true passion of helping emerging coaches launch their business has brought her the most satisfaction because she believes with all of her heart that coaching is the greatest force for change on our planet. Thank you so much for joining me, Wendy. I am so excited to be here. This is so much fun. I know it is fun. And, and it's interesting because we are in different states. Where are you located again? I am in Lewiston, Idaho. God's Lewis- country, they say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always, I always think of Idaho as, you know, a little more remote than where I'm located in Colorado, but it's technology allows us to be so connected. That's one of my favorite things about technology. That is actually one of the reasons I decided to launch my business online because I am out here in a very rural area and it was like, okay, I'm either going to have to grow my business and move or launch online. And I decided online was the way to go. Yeah. So tell me, I I mean, I find it really interesting. I'm really excited to talk to you today because you're like the coach of coaches. And I think that, right, all coaches or service-driven industries, they need that backup system too, right? They need the system to help them be their best selves. And oftentimes, you know, we're like the cobbler's kids. We give ourselves less attention than we give our clients. But the reality is in order to be better coaches, we need help too. Absolutely. I think everyone needs a coach. But I honestly think coaches need coaches more than anybody else. Yeah, (laughs) You know, for the teaching and the training and the support, uh, it's a very lonely industry. Um, you, You do most of your work just sitting here in front of your computer. Right. Well, in, in, in your case, because you keep your business pretty much all digital, right? It is at this point, yes. Um, I am currently doing a transition. You know, I love working with my local clientele. I still, I have some local one-on-one clients and I work locally with some um, small businesses and whatnot. And while I'm making this transition into the online world, I honestly, I have to have it in order to survive. It's where the lion's share of my my income comes from is my local clientele. And um, I'm growing and growing online and it's kind of exciting but 
it's, it doesn't happen overnight. It's like restarting my whole business all over again. Yeah. So you take, you're taking the time to shift to a digital space, but I also think part of that too is one thing that can get missed when, you know, people like you and I, because I'm definitely all about creating these digital products, but Mm -hmm. I think that that connection one-on-one that you build with somebody that's sitting across from you is still irreplaceable online. I mean, it can be good. It's just different than what you build with somebody who's sitting in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't done any um, uh, talks. I hadn't done any um, group talking or anything for about six to nine months. Mm. And oh, about four months ago, or eh, not that long ago, three or four months ago, I did a a talk for a chamber of commerce in front of a couple hundred ladies. Mm. The energy of having that human touch. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in a room with a bunch of heartbeats. This is so awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That is, Mm -hmm. that is irreplaceable. So, I mean, if you, if your goal is to like balance that with your digital space, I think you are, you've created the magic formula. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm working towards. I got to get the, I got to get the feed of my human beings. And then also, you know, I want to spread my word globally. I like that. I like to call them buckets. I have like these buckets in my life. I have my joy bucket, you know, I have my digital buckets. I have my speaking buckets and, you know, new stuff. You know, you, I think you may have seen that I, I've launched a new subscription box called Grit, Grace and Glory, which is, you know, really celebrating and empowering women who like yourselves are just doing amazing things. And that's a new bucket. So now I'm going <laughs> to call it my people bucket. That's, Your people bucket. You just called it feed, but I'm going to say my, that's my bucket, my people bucket. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, okay. So, Wendy, let's let's take it like way back. Tell me how you started your career in business. Like, what was the journey for you to get to the place where you first of all became a coach before you started, you know, coaching coaches? Tell me about that. Well, um, for ten years prior to launching my business, I was in the sales and marketing for a radio, a local radio station. And I started out as a salesperson and became the local sales manager and realized that I had a real gift for bringing out the best in my sales team. The company realized it too. And they also had six radio stations up in Moscow, about 30 miles from us. Mm. And I went up there and kind of regenerated, revamped the sales team up there also. And it changed the dynamics of the business and obviously the income because the sales team just grew exponentially. At first I thought it was my team. It was all about them. It wasn't me. (laughs) It's like, Oh, my team are so great. It it isn't anything about me. So there was that aspect where when I went up to Moscow and, and pretty much regenerated, redid, regrew exactly as I did down here, I went, Oh, the common denominator is me. I think that's when I first owned it and went, oh, I'm kind of awesome. <laughs> now we're talking can... Moscow, Idaho. Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So right. you, you realized the common de- denominator was your leadership. Correct. And my yeah. ability to inspire people. I mean, I mm-hmm. could dig down deep and get these salespeople to find the thing that made them great and mm-hmm. allow them that ownership of it. And they just, they, they did some pretty amazing things. So at the same time, when I was working with my clients, because I held a small bank of my own clientele as a sales manager, I recognized that my, my clients were asking me 
all these questions on how to improve their sales team, how to improve their business, how to improve their mindset. And I kept having to say, look, I'm trying to sell you airtime. Yeah. I don't have time to coach you. Yeah. I mean, that's you know? a pretty good compliment, though, if you're trying to sell something to people and they're like, wait, can you teach me how to be a better leader? Uh, right, right. So between those two things and my business, the company I work for decided to take another direction. Mm. I didn't uh, agree with it. Um, so I decided this was the perfect time to launch my own. Mm. I can do this. I've got all these people who already want me to help them. Mm. So I quit and really had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew that I was going to teach them. I was a great sales manager, a great teacher, great leader. Um, knew a little bit about the coaching world, but not a whole lot. It was, you know, this was back in 2012. It wasn't super prolific. Like it is now. Right. Yeah. I mean, in 2012, you could find life coaches, um, online to help you, but not a whole bunch. Right. So I really quit on a wing and a prayer and I cashed in my 401k and said, I'm doing this do or die. And I, that's, it was, it was pretty crazy. I, I struggled that first year because people would say, so you're a coach, what sport? And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're a business coach. What, what do you coach? And I'd look at them and say, what is your problem? Yeah. So that resourcefulness in you to solve problems in any type of business, because I, I, I want to say that one thing that I really appreciate that I know that you address is that oftentimes the biggest challenges businesses have is who's at the top. You know, yeah. if, if you have a business that's stagnant or it's not growing, and, and this is primarily in corporate America, because I think that as entrepreneurs, we figure out pretty quickly that we're the success of our company. Like we live or die by our own swords. It's up to us. But in terms of like corporate America, when there's so many leadership staff, when things aren't going in the direction they want it to go in, it's often a people problem, right? Not a process. It's a people problem. So you are able to identify that because it could be a hundred different things within those people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things that I speak to the owners or the leaders in uh, the department or the company or what have you, I say to them how I know they're going to hire me or not. When I look them in the eye and say, your employee and business problems are your doing. Your company, your employees are a direct reflection of what you're up to. Yes. If they cross their arms and pinch their face and lean back. I know I'm done for. <laughs> They're well, not going to hire me. Yeah. That's the ego taking over. That's a, that's a, like a, almost a defense mechanism that they need to recognize that something's wrong within themselves. And, and, you know, Hey, we have all absolutely been there, yes. but I think that now, you know, things have evolved. Our mindsets have, have shifted. I, across all business in all industries, you see a real desire for people to embrace personal growth. And I think that you are tapping into the biggest part of that is challenging someone's accomplishments as a leader. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I, I think the, the, uh, millennium has changed to we must have purpose we must connect with mm -hmm. the human factor and I think that comes with all the technology just like we were talking in the beginning you know you miss that heartbeat I mm -hmm. think in corporate America or business America or worldwide I'd imagine uh, 
for years, it was about creating better and stronger systems. Mm. Forget the people, only, only, only focus on the strategy and the systems. There has been a shift of people paying attention to the human factor now. They are, they're understanding that you've got to take care of the human. You've got to take care of that personality and that purpose before you take care of or in conjunction with the strategies. Maybe that would be in conjunction would be a better way of putting that. Yeah. And that's a change. I, you know, when I first started out in, in after college and was working in a variety of, you know, companies and business, I pretty much started in customer service and, you know, just immediately was always shot to the lead of those customer service teams. And I remember those days of me just being like a bulldog, like I was just going to get it done. And even if that meant I trampled over people in my team to get it done because I saw the end goal. So, I mean, that, that sort of visionary part of me was always there. I didn't necessarily have the grace or the leadership skills yet to know that it's always better to get to the end goal when you bring everyone with you as opposed to like running over them to get to the end goal. Uh, but that's, that's just so different now. And it's amazing how much it's changed. It is, it is pretty amazing. And I, I just taught a class on or did a talk on um, the millennials. Mm. And I re- refreshed uh, my, my knowledge on that and revamped it before I did the talk. And the common denominator is the millennials need to have purpose. They need to feel like they're making a difference. They need to make sure that what they're doing means something. And they're, they're the powerhouse. What are they, 85 billion strong, I guess, in the world? Yeah. Yeah, 85 million. 85 yeah. million strong. And if um, the rest of us aren't paying attention to that, they're going to lose out. Because yeah. it's, it's definitely a huge shift. It's got to be about the people. It can't be about the climbing the ladder, the right. getting there. I so relate to that, Wendy. A big part of my business at Corporate Cause Agency, as you know, right, is about businesses partnering with community organizations. And I have four pillars that really revolve around why this will help a company's bottom line improve. And one of those big pillars is how your employees are going to become more engaged with your purpose. And that's because they, you know, we know now that if you are not developing, you know, places for your employees to really feel like they're giving back, that something matters more than just what they walk in for, for a paycheck. If you're not doing that, you're not going to attract top talent. People aren't going to stay. You know, mm-hmm. if you want the most out of your employees, and I specifically work on the, you know, community engagement piece with your employees, but you're talking overall, just the people themselves, because you're right. People want to, you know, work for companies that care now, and they are using their voice to say, no, I'm not going to do that. If, if, if you don't, I'm not going to do that. I read an article uh, from Cone Communications, and, and don't quote me exactly, but I think it was something like 65% of consumers say that they would rather buy from companies that care about their employees and their communities. 65%. So if you imagine that for me, if I see something online that I like and I go to look at that company and I find a couple of reviews of where employees weren't treated well or they don't foster goodwill in their culture, it's a no-go. I mean, right now, and you can find that out by a quick Google search. Right? That I mean, means private anymore. You can't find it. There are, <laughs> there are pros and cons to that, but, I, but yes, I agree. Okay, so you started really noticing that 
you had this ability to influence how people viewed themselves and their leadership skills. And, and when you launched that on your own, boy, I can totally imagine because you know I'm like a year into you know corporate cause agency. So you absolutely know the stages that I'm at. And it's, it's not always easy. It's amazing, but it's not always easy. And so I'm sure you struggled. Oh, oh, it, it was, uh, it was pretty horrific <laughs> because I, I thought, you know, being in sales, being a leader, working with businesses, being well-known in my community. Okay. Um, that I would easily just get all the clients that I wanted, but it, uh, it took a lot more than just that to accomplish that. That's for sure. All right, friends, just one moment. We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors, and we will be right back with Wendy Cause. Yeah, so Wendy, you were saying that your expectations of what that was going to be like didn't, didn't really happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Because, you know, there's so much more to running a business than selling. Yeah. Um, not to put down anybody who is in a multi-level marketing industry or networking or somebody who is a hundred percent commissioned salesperson in another company. Yeah. Cause for some people that works great. That, that's perfect. And it's wonderful, but there is a perception that I'm an entrepreneur because of that. Mm. And they are, but there's a difference because when you start from scratch, as you know, with nothing to back you up, you have no one to turn to. There's nobody to say, here's your, here's your process. Here's your yeah. procedure. You're building it from scratch. It's a whole lot different. You're paying your lights. You're paying your computer. You're paying for everything. Yeah, there software, isn't I mean, tools, everything. Marketing, everything. Yeah. And there's no IT person to turn to in Department yeah. X to fix. Um, that was that was an eye opener, and I'm I'm sure you can relate to realizing how much it takes to start from scratch, even if it's a well known industry. It's it's a whole nother animal. I'm uh, sitting here like inside. I'm like all bubbly because I'm like, yes, I get it. <laughs> and, and I talk about that a lot, and I think that it's really difficult to explain to people who have not done that process of developing something from scratch because it is so many different things. It's not just you know you know buy a, a or sign a lease for an office space and hang your shingle. That's not what it is. It, nowadays, that's not at all what it is. There are so many different factors. And like you, I had a really strong business background. I mean, I was, I, I knew, I know my stuff in my field. What I didn't know was how to find all the solutions to the problems that you're talking about. But luckily enough, you know, women, in, in my experience, women came into my life and helped. Plus, there's a lot you can find online. I took a lot of courses. I still am taking a, a new course now. And I, you know, education is available at our fingertips. It is. It is. But you got to be careful, too. Yeah. A lot of that education is uh, chasing the shiny things. Yeah. Um, right. And that was that was a huge problem. How do you find, how do you narrow down and pick the thing that is actually going to help? And how do you trust? Right. You know, that, that was, has been one of the biggest difficulties. And when I first started out, I found a coach that was a coach for coaches. And well, it took, oh, I, I struggled and not quite a full year before I hired that coach. And it was a year long program and taught me all the fundamentals from point A to point B point Z 
and it was fantastic. Amazing. Because yeah, yeah I, I think my first year I barely made seven thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> as a coach. Yeah. Um, the second year it was forty thousand plus, and then skyrocketed from there. Yeah. Because I learned those fundamentals through that coach. But you also stayed. But you also stayed the course. You put one foot in front of the other, and you didn't throw in the towel. I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Entrepreneurs, you have to stay the course. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Too many, too many just give up. They they try it for two or three months and say, "Eh, I'm not getting the response." I see a lot of people who try to start a um, like a Facebook group. Yeah, and they've been at it for a month or two, and they're and it hasn't exploded to ten thousand followers, and they give it up. Yeah. Or, you know, they let it go stagnant. Um, they try one thing, they learn from a coaching guru or from somebody, it didn't work, so they stop. So, I mean, it's in, I'm finding that to be a struggle on my online journey. Locally, I'm a total rock star. Yeah. I can sell ice to an Eskimo. Right. I can do it all day long. And that's the main fundamentals of what I teach. Well, if, but isn't that because you have connection? You know, people already know, like, and trust you locally. Mm -hmm. So building that online is what you're, you're referring to as a, it's, it's a completely different beast. Yes. Yes, it, it absolutely is. So after, I don't know, what's six or eight months of, again, at, you know, fast forward, very successful on a local level, uh, replaced my J-O-B income almost immediately, did very well. Um, it was actually had somewhat of a waiting list for certain types of clients and people were calling me to speak. I mean, it was just great. It was perfect. But I recognized I was going to have to keep um, selling and working and selling and working on a local level very, very hard to accomplish my ultimate goals. I was going to hit a ceiling in my little rural community. Right. And, and is that, was that ceiling to do with also the fact that there's only one of you? You need to be able to replicate yourself to scale. Right. And yeah. on the basis that my local business was created, there was no way to do that. It was me, myself, and I. Yeah. You know, so online Which is a pretty great place to be though Wendy because you're pretty great so the me myself and I of Wendy is a good place to be yeah yeah it, it actually it is I gotta own that I'm I love me <laughs> you, you should we should all love ourselves because how 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 else is life worth living if we are not happy with where we're at and if you're not happy with where you're at people you should go and change <laughs> oh yeah I think I'd go crazy by now if I didn't like me because yes. I'm alone a lot of the times creating yes. and establishing and whatnot. So yeah, and uh, w back to the online game, I did the same thing. Struggled for a little while, thought it would be no problem. Yeah. <laughs> you think I would have learned and, and ended up hiring another coach to learn the online uh, avenues, the online like way. How to, how to create the systems, yeah. Because part yeah. of, you know, the thing is that I really like about you is that you know, you may under, you may under appreciate the fact that your willingness to jump off the cliff and <laughs> do it, even when you don't know what the result will be is actually 90% of, of the difficulty. And, and I'm sure you come across this, but maybe not depending on the clientele that you work with, but I come across it a lot of people who have great ideas and they have the skills and the knowledge, but they don't have, let's call it the grit. They don't have the grit to take the leap without knowing the destination. And, Absolutely. you know, I don't, I don't think that you should have done it any differently because your second journey of doing it something new, I mean, man, look how much you grew. 
Oh, we won't even talk about it. We couldn't, we, your show couldn't be long enough if we had a week to talk about all the things that I grew on a personal level, let alone a professional level. Yeah, it's I phenomenal. so relate. Oh, I so relate to that, Wendy. I mean, this is why I love you. I think it's amazing. <laughs> and I like that we're talking about it because people think it's really easy to start a business and all of a sudden, you know, reach your targets. And what they don't know is all the work, blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it literally every minute of every hour, of every day, of every month, of every year. I mean, mm-hmm. for years, that's, that's what it takes. And it's not for everybody. Yeah. And it, honestly, it's getting touted out there by many that, you know, if you just do this one thing that you'll be a six-figure coach in six weeks. And, yeah. you know, I find that all very disconcerting. And now that's my new, that's my new focus. And I may not be a bazillionaire because I'm too truthful. <laughs> Yeah, but the fact of the matter is, is folks, if if at any point you think that all you got to do is just this one thing and you're going to be a millionaire, uh, forget it. You're you're definitely yeah. barking up the wrong tree because it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You have to put that grit and grace in every yeah. single solitary day, and yeah. keep showing up even when you don't get the response that you hope for. Yeah, and so what I already know that you've had to make some serious sacrifices to get where you're at today. I, I know because I have had to, and it's, I'm, you know, I'm a fraction of the way in of building my business uh, that you are. And I still have a lot of growing to do, but one thing that I am very conscious of primarily because I get to spend so much time with <laughs> wonderful people like you, that the sacrifices that you make to reach your goals, they don't, it doesn't end. This is not, this is not a one-stop shop. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to do this or this or this anymore right now while I focus on this. It's no, I'm going to have to have tunnel vision mm-hmm. focused for however long I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. That doesn't change. No, so it doesn't what, change. What kind of, you know, what was that? What were those sacrifices like for you? Oh, well, um, sacrifice slash recommendation for anyone that is considering doing Mm. this. Very number one thing to do. Get rid of your TV. Mm, Wow. Really? Ditch that dog. Oh my gosh. I I think, okay, anybody that just got really mad right now, just stay with us because (laughs) this is going to go along the lines of, I don't know, Wendy, you should go back and listening, listen to my podcast on, um, my time study focus and setting goals because I literally spent 20 minutes telling my listeners how to take your device and turn it off all yes. day, every day. You purposefully set times to go check it, but you do not allow a ding, a ring, a buzz to ever go off and interrupt you because if you don't do that, you are never going to be able to focus. And I, I mean, honestly, it's been a time saver for me. So I know exactly what you're saying because the moment you sit down in front of the TV, all of the flow you created, gone. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, in absolutely the flow and the and the disruption, but here's the thing: most coaches, not all, but emerging coaches, they're they have a job. Mm. They they typically are not always, but married with kids, so they've got a household to run. They got a job that they have to go to. And let's not forget your personal stuff. If you work out, if you do anything entertainment on a personal level. And I did a study um, of how much time, and these numbers are not exact. It's been a while. So bear with me, guys, of how much time is wasted watching television. And on average, Mm -hmm. people spend four hours a day in front of that TV. I, I'm just shocked to hear that. I, I don't think that I 
I would say that maybe I get an hour or two hours max in a week of mm-hmm. TV. And that's only because I hit the super exhaustion level and I need to escape. And there's lots of ways I tend to read more mm-hmm. um, or listen to something like this, like you and oh, I are doing right awesome. now. Yeah. Before I would turn on the TV, but I, I can't imagine four hours of TV a day. Yeah. Like and when? I, well, and that's just <laughs> So, so you were saying how, you know, we were talking about entrepreneur starting your own business and how hard it is and people, they have this great idea and they, they don't always just jump off and burn the ship and start Mm -hmm. their business. A lot of people aren't in a position. They don't have a 401k to live on. They have a house, they have a family, they have responsibilities. They can't just dive off the deep end and hope it's going to work. So their intention is to build their coaching practice and then eventually build it to the point where they can quit their J-O-B. Right. That's so, the way most people do it. Right. And that's, and I, and I understand that. And it's, I mean, Hey, I will tell you that the first few months I started my business, I was still looking for a J-O-B right. because I just didn't have that confidence. You know, I had left my previous job and although I knew I was ready to start my own company, I thought I still needed to do that. And in some cases you don't have a choice it, for me, the universe just did not want that to happen. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, I'm glad that it happened the way that it did, but I do think that not taking that that leap stops us from the drive that's needed. But you, there's some discipline that has to come into it. And I personally yeah. am a very undisciplined person. Really? There's, I'm surprised I, to hear you say that. I, I'm very, you know, a lot of people are, but, um, well, I'm a smoker. Shh, don't tell the world. Oh my I, gosh. I haven't quit that particular Oh my habit. gosh, I might have to cut that out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've got some bad habits. I have a, a yeah. you know, a very habitual type of personality. Yeah. TV, over, over reading overworking all kinds of things are what um drive me (laughs) so there was no way i would be able to cut out the um tv if i didn't get rid of it yeah so i just removed that possibility all right friends we're going to hear from our sponsors again really quickly and then we are going to be back to talk to wendy more about how to create focus and yes we are talking about getting rid of our tvs people so you're saying that you have i don't want to call it an addictive personality but you are you are easily distractible is that what you mean that is exactly it yeah that is exactly it so I knew that getting rid of TV was going to give me the time and the energy uh, to do all that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, let's face it, there are days that you are so frustrated. You're like, I can't think one more creative moment. I can't yeah. look around this corner. I can't do it. So what do we want to do? We want to shut down. What is the easiest way to do that? Read a book, listen to an audio book, watch TV get distracted, talk to friends, do whatever. We, we, we move away from the things that make us uncomfortable. And one of the easiest anecdotes is television. Mm. If it's not there, you can't get lost in it. I wonder if, if that's kind of an our generation thing, because honestly, my kids don't really watch TV. It's funny to think about it. They don't, they don't really watch TV. They watch YouTube or they, they scroll social media. I think it's the same thing. It's whatever it's exactly you're, the same it's, thing. The, it's the same thing. So I understand what you're saying. And I think that mm-hmm. being willing to take the distractions away, whether or not it's a TV or uh, the YouTube channel, I, I tell people don't allow social media on your computer. 
Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you are, you know, if you're a solopreneur or you're an entrepreneur looking to scale your company, when you're sitting in front of your computer and actually doing the work for your clients that you have, and I'm not talking about business development or marketing or any of that, I'm talking about the actual work that you have to sit and do. If you have social media on your computer, it's no different than the bing, bing, bing. I like to say that it's like somebody coming up and tapping you on the shoulder every two minutes saying, hey, I got a joke. You want to hear it? Or, hey, you want to chat? I heard this about so-and-so. That is the same thing as your computer going ding every few minutes. You are, you, we are almost unable physically to avoid going to look at it. And once you go down that rabbit hole, my people, it's like, it's like difficult to come back. I've been in that place. I, if I'm educating myself on a topic, especially around the subscription box, I literally had to close down all the tabs on my computer on that topic until eight o'clock at night for like three weeks straight. It was 8 p.m. till 11 p.m. was my research time on that topic. And I so badly wanted to go in it and do it. It's the same. It's exactly the same thing. It's knowing how to cut out the distractions. Absolutely. Oh, it's it that it's killer. And I haven't done a study on social media and all that, but I, I I'm going to guess, I got to be honest with you, that it's probably almost double the distraction. Mm-hmm. And you know that every single time you get distracted, whether it's by a human being tapping you on the shoulder or getting squirreled away by a phone call or squirreled away by a social media ting, it takes 20 minutes to get back into the flow. I know. I'm telling you, I am with you, sister, 100%. I live that life and I set time blocks and I keep all of my, the noisemakers on my computer and my phone off. And that is the only way I am able to accomplish everything that I accomplish in a day. It's, it's, you know, it's a fact. So, okay. So let's, so you, this is the first sacrifice that you learned to make in your business. Is <laughs> yeah. to, I'm going to say cut out distractions because it doesn't matter if it's a TV or computer or social media. But yeah. that was TV, YouTube, thing. social media. Yeah. Nar- narrow it down, block off your days. Just like you said. Yeah. If you're used to working in an office in a job, I'm going to tell you, you're going to uncover that you can get done in four hours what it used to take you eight to 12 hours to do in an office because you can stop those distractions. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is amazing. So I love that. So that's one of the first things you learned. Is there any other like sacrifices or changes you had to make in your life in order to get started and keep the flow moving forward. Like did, did, was there any, was there any hurdles for you? And I only asked that because I know the hurdles for me have been who a lot of it was around me being comfortable, being my own brand, right? Like representing myself and as opposed to a, a company. And I'm really good at representing other companies, but when it comes to myself, boy, we touch into all our vulnerabilities as women when that happens and it's hard. (laughs) Yeah, you are definitely selling. So in the day when somebody would say no to something I was trying to sell, you just go, okay, it was the product and I can move along. Now you're the product. And when they say no, you have to get past that for sure. Not take it personally. That was hard. That's a big change. Yeah. I I actually just like got butterflies in my stomach because yeah, it's it's a process that's difficult to explain to people. But I will tell you that if you've been there and any of our listeners that are there and have experienced that, you have to know that you have to take it into the, the business side. You cannot make it personal. You need to personally be yourself and be authentic in who you are. And if you're not for somebody, you know, let them go and make space for a unicorn. It's, 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 it's the way it goes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and it's probably one of the, the, the biggest lessons that 
it took me a couple of years to learn. It was mm -hmm. devastating again and again and again to get any kind of nose. But sacrifices, I would say, getting out of my own way. Like you're we're like, we're just talking. It's not personal and just keep chugging along treating thinking of it like a business not like me personally Yeah, um, I had to set strong boundaries on my family and my friends mm. There was this perception that since I was home That they could friends could just stop by whenever That my husband would say well since you're home. Could you could you make me lunch? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Want to throw the laundry in? Can you go to the store for me? Since she was, yeah. yeah. Since, she was, since she was home. Yeah. Um, the phone calls and I, I mean, it was, it was kind of crazy. I was locally or centrally located when I first started my business and I didn't have a separate office. So my, um, my office was started in my living room and then ended in a sunroom that I trans into remodeled yeah. into my office right. which was actually really cool yeah but um I it was really hard to separate myself from my personal mm. so that 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 discipline I guess I did you know I didn't stop and do laundry and yeah. I did finally have to have the guts to say to friends you know I don't swing by your office to chit chat I would appreciate it yeah. call me text me make an appointment do something it was really kind of hard to train them yeah and then finally, those are, those are so such healthy boundaries. I'm so proud oh, to hear you say yeah. that and address it because, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of people out there and it doesn't matter what you do, what business you're in. But if you are working in a space where you're more available to people, if you allow it, it, you know, it can like waylay you all day long. Right. It, 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 and it was really, really hard mm. at first. It was yeah. Very hard. I can understand. Um, yeah. Oh, the, I guess the other thing besides TV, the hardest thing was when I first started up, I had to let go of my house cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you had to go back to, Hey, that's called bootstrapping my friend. I, right. When so, you bootstrap, you gotta, you gotta get yeah. your hands dirty, like figuratively and literally dirty. <laughs> yeah. That was the first thing I added though. Once I started actually making money, <laughs> yeah. I brought her back in. I was so happy. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. But those little things matter. Took about a year. Yeah. See, there's the thing is that that's why I said when you put one step in front of the other and you look at the long-term goal, it's, you know, it's the sacrifices are worth it. It's, they're always temporary. Yeah. It, nothing stays the same. It changes every day. Yeah. You know, I am just one client away from making 50 grand a month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's really great. Okay. So I love that you've been so willing to share all the steps that you went through when you first started. And so tell me about like how you went from, how did your goal of working in the digital space come about? And I only ask you this because my goal from starting Corporate Cause Agency from the beginning has been to remain in a digital space. And I, I you know, launch new digital products and I do think that it's the way to scale, but I also find that it is a little bit less personal. So tell me about like your decision to do that, to go that direction. Okay, so it was an extremely hard decision to make because I am a people person. I love yeah. the heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't have much. I had a Facebook page, uh, LinkedIn, I, I no groups, no nothing. I really had no um, presence online whatsoever because locally I'm in a community of 35,000 people to 50,000, depending on if you add the across the river. But it's a pretty small community. Mm. Um, and I was very, very well known, very popular in the whole shot. So it was, it was like, oh gosh, if I do this, it's going to be crazy. But why? Why? Why do I want to do this? Because I recognize, like you said, it's going to be impossible to scale. 
I just turned 50 years old and I decided to do this in 2017 when I started learning it. Okay, wait a minute. You look like you're, I know people can't see you. I get to see you, but you look like you're about 30. I bless you. Can we get married? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's amazing. Anyway, keep going. Sorry, I had to interject that. That's what happens when you're happy and you're living your purpose. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, back to it. Keep going. Sorry for the interruption. (laughs) No, that's okay. So I knew that, um, you know, as much as I love doing the local, it takes a lot of networking, a lot of follow through and a lot of work a lot of work. Um, and it was, I knew I was at a limit. So then I stopped and looked back at, there are five or six other coaching type people that I know of in my community from digital marketers to, uh, copyright, um, to leadership coaches, so forth and so on. They, I looked back and went, they all left the Valley. Mm-hmm. They went to Boise, they went to Spokane, they went to Portland, they went to Seattle, mm-hmm. um, Portland, Oregon. Um, they left because they couldn't make a real go of it. Now, I was making excellent money for my community, but I was at my ceiling. I knew I was either going to have to wor- work twice as hard, hours, or or something. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that all these people that I'd gotten to know over the last three or four years had all left. They'd given up and left. Mm -hmm. And three of those five had ended up being extremely successful in a bigger city. Mm. Boise, Seattle, Portland. I don't want to leave here. I moved up to Idaho from Los Angeles. I'm here on purpose. I'm not here by accident. Yeah, that's where you want to be. I want to be here. So my only option was to quit my coaching practice, settle at the level that I was at and just keep plodding along at that or go online and I, moving wasn't an option. So ta-da, I made the decision to go online because that's the only way I knew that I was going to be able to scale my business. Thankfully, I was prepared and knowledgeable enough that it was going to be a two to three year journey before it became lucrative and profitable. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to turn over overnight. Right. So I'm in year, in 2017, I learned, I didn't really launch anything. Mm-hmm. I, I created my website. I hired a coach. I educated, watched all those downloads, hired, you know, or bought some programs and learned. 2017 was all about learning. I didn't even try to sell. Um, and then 2018 is when I launched my Ultimate Coaching Mastery Group. Um, I relaunched a a brand new website. I started creating online programs for coaches to become coaches. I severely niched my market. Definitely online, you can't, somebody can't say, oh, you're a coach. What do you coach? Oh, what's your problem? You cannot do that online. You have to niche. Right. And locally, you need to niche too, but maybe not as tightly as you do online. Right. So here it is, 2018, and I have launched a program. Uh, with very little response. And I followed the rules exactly as I was taught. You know, I've spent untold amount of money on coaches and programs and teaching, you know, the teachable platform is what I use for my modules and my training, my online programs. And I went through their like week long training and I copied their approach exactly. And I got two people to sign up for my program. I launched that in March. Cry. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm like, I did it perfectly. How could I have failed so badly? Yeah. You know, 
So there you go. That's that, that, you know, the sacrifice of, okay, I can either crawl away, <laughs> lick my wounds yeah. and, and start over, do whatever. So I didn't revamp the whole program. I just took a different approach. Yeah. Relaunched it about a month later to zero. Okay. Huh. Here we go. You are still in it. Oh my oh. gosh. I mean, literally I, I can, I can feel it. I understand exactly what you mean. Keep I going. went to bed two days after my launch that got zero response and just cried for a day. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I went, okay, I need time to just yeah. lick my wounds. Yeah. So then it was, what am I going to do? Am I going to quit this whole online thing? The heck with it. Screw it. These people don't know how awesome I am. I can't communicate properly, apparently. Um, so I decided not to give up. I decided to relook at everything that I've done look at myself and decide to own my own badassery <laughs> yeah. and say, I'm going to do this the way I want to do it. So I took my program, put it together with um, a membership and created the cause syndicate. I got feedback from a lot of folks. <clears throat> and the first thing I did was I launched it in September as a beta mm. test and I find it just kind of crazy that, boom, eight people signed up, mm. which 10 was my goal. So I'm not crying in my cornflakes anymore. Holy. Sign up. But was this because you finally put your stamp on it? Yes. I stopped trying to copy everybody else's mojo. Well, yeah. I mean, I just, I just got goosebumps because you, that's, that was more authentically you. Yeah. And the cause syndicate, it's, um, I know we have to watch our P's and Q's here, but uh, we have to watch our P's and Q's here, but I definitely, um, Find show my not bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that, that word's okay. That's allowed. Um, uh, okay. okay. My friends, we're going to be right back. I, we're going to take one more quick break to hear from our amazing sponsors and partners who truly help me be able to bring amazing people like Wendy to you all the time. And we'll be right back. Wendy, I, I love that you share this journey of failing and getting knocked down and getting up again and getting knocked down and getting up again. And then realizing that the path to success meant you needed to be yourself. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just stop trying to, I mean, you, you got the structures and the, the quote unquote funnel and all that, but I think my language is changing to represent my quirky personality. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm launching starting January 4th. It's just on my Facebook group, um, which is Ultimate Coaching Mastery. Is what was it? What, I got to remember. I got to read the name of it. I am. Uh, it's it's the vessel of knowledge and random weird edit crap by Wendy. That's uh, cool. Yes. So every Friday, I'm getting up there and I'm just doing my thing, whether it be a rant, a share, an education, a guest speaker, but truly authentically me. Because what I discovered was whenever I do my Facebook lives and I'm just natural, I don't plan it. I get a huge feedback. I get yes. a lot of views when I'm just up there being Wendy. It's yes. pretty phenomenal. Okay. So tell people where, let, let's just stop there and, and give people the links where they can find you. So where can they find this Facebook group and what is your website? Okay. So first of all, the website is cause, K-A-U-S-E, 
success.com. Okay. Okay. And um, you can get to everything that I mentioned here. Everything there. from there. Okay. On, so that's right. contact information, the Facebook page, everything's listed on your site. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. the, the ultimate coaching mastery is my group. Yeah. And I love it because, you know, we're really talking about you and, and how you developed your business. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that you have impacted thousands and thousands of other coaches to do the same as well. Uh, give me some tips that you give other coaches when they're first starting their business. And it doesn't matter if you know your niche and if you know the skills that you have to influence others to be their best you know, the systems and management of yourself is mm -hmm. the challenge. You know, how do you start that process when you start working with a coach? Oh, I, I think what I ask my clients first and foremost is what is their why? Yeah. When they say, I just want a freedom lifestyle, then I start diving deeper because there's this impression that being a coach, you get to sit around in your pajamas, work an hour and a half by the mm. pool and make, uh, you know, six figures. Yeah. That's not real. Yeah. All of the things that we just talked about, if they do not have a very strong why, they're not going to make it. Mm. So if they... And that's the drive you're talking about. That's like the internal, like utter dedication to work 14 hour days, seven days a week to make it happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it doesn't have to always be that way. I mean, there's this new phenomenon going out there that, you know, you, you don't have to work so hard. It'll just naturally come. And if you just have the right mindset, it'll all flow in. Well, that may be true that it'll get easier. I don't know that that's going to guarantee you a four hour day every single day. Yeah, I think there's a, my personal opinion is there's a combination of both. You have to have the right mindset for sure. 100% hands down, you have to have the right mindset, but you also have to be willing to put in the action. Right. And I, I there's, there's a middle ground because you're right. There's so many like thought leaders out there that talk about grind, 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 and mm -hmm. only sleep seven hours and grind some more. And then there's those out there that say, well, you know, you should, you should just, you know, manifest it and make it happen. Well, I think it's a combination of the two. You have to have the right mindset that you have to take care of yourself Absolutely. in order to really show up and work at your maximum capacity. You have to be your best, which means you have to take some time for yourself, mm -hmm. um, but you have to be willing to all the other times to be action, 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 action. Right. You know, if they're prepared, if they're prepared to fail, yeah. which is, what is that, you know, fail forward because yeah. every failure teaches you something. They're prepared to continually show up um, if their message, if their passion is stronger than their fear of failure, then, then they can move forward easily. Yeah. And if they don't, or if they're not powerful in that standing in our first conversation, then that's the very first thing that we work on. They yeah. have a desire. They want to be a coach being lost at where to start and all those strategies and the structures. Yes. That's part and parcel to what I teach and coach. But you can give a formula for that stuff. Yeah. You can pick up a book and yeah. learn that. Yeah. It's the mindset right. and the, the, the stick to it. I believe that coaching is a calling, not a choice. Mm. No matter how often, because it's a lot of work, especially if you're going to keep your job and build your practice as you're building your coach, your, your business. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you're working your J-O-B while you're osmosing into this. There are sacrifices. You're going to have to figure out your powerful why. So when all you want to do is sit down and watch TV 
or do all these social things that you normally do, you're going to have to carve out X amount of hours to dedicate Mm -hmm. to the growth of your business and be set your expectations. It's not going to happen in six weeks. It's not going to happen in six months. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen when it's time. And there are some quickies, but majority of the time, it's going to take a year to two or three years to go from idea to quit your job mm-hmm. fully, and that's realistic. Mm-hmm. But can you especially start now? Coaching, yes. Yeah, especially in the coaching field, I, and I think that part of the difficulties is, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of working on your body. That is is the the really magic formula to work on your mind. That you have to keep your body strong, and you have to find energetic stamina. And to me, energetic stamina for me personally comes from working my muscles and building strength and challenging my body physically. That gives me the energy because the other thing is when you're giving so much to other people, which is a coaching, you know, this is the, that is this field. When you're giving yourself to another person, you're giving so much of your energy up and maintaining that to still, especially if you still have a job, it's, it's tough. Yeah, it absolutely is. And balance is required. You can't just hustle, hustle, grind, grind, grind. It has to be a a balance. So a lot of times, another trick or another tip, um, I would ask my clients, once we discover their why, is to commit to how much time they're going to dedicate to it. Mm. So they have a 40-hour job. They have a husband, a family, a wife, whatever. If kids get realistic, how many hours a week are you going to dedicate to it? And then make an appointment with yourself. So you carve out and, and on Tuesdays from 8 to 10, you're doing nothing but your business. On Thursdays from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m., you're working your business. On Saturdays from 6 a.m. until noon, you're working at whatever it may be. Everybody is different. So if you, if you decide to dedicate five hours a week to starting and growing your business or 20 additional hours a week, you carve it out and you commit to it and you do it. And, and you, you do not not show up. Yeah, because this is for yourself. I mean, we tend to put ourselves second, but you have got to, what you're talking about, you have got to honor the commitment to yourself first Mm -hmm. and foremost. Right. Because listen, we honor commitments to people all the time. For some reason, we seem to think the commitments to ourselves matter less. What you're talking about is so important to honor that to yourself. Yeah, and sacrificing your time that you already have carved out for your personal development exercise, meditation. Mm. I'm not saying those are the last things you, you're right. You're, you, those are the last things to carve out. That's why I say get rid of TV, get rid of yeah. YouTube and social media, because those are time wasters. They don't bring anything in. But you know what? If you got to leave a half hour, 45 minutes, a show a day. Or for downtime. I would just classify it as downtime. downtime. Find different ways. Yeah, you, yeah. You, none of us can go at 100% speed 100% of the time. You have to find ways to like let your brain rest, let your body rest. And for everybody, that is different. But scheduling it in is super important. Make it like a doctor's appointment. Put it in your schedule and you have yeah. to show up. Yeah. And, you know, just like anything else, you can poo-poo it and let it go for a day here and there. But uh, that should be an extreme exception. If you show up at the same time every time that you've assigned it, I personally need to carve out when I, I would have to carve out the same time every day, whether it be one hour or two hours every single day. I would have to make that routine. Remember, I'm a, I'm a habit former, right? right. So that, that's how it works for me. But yeah, I find that if they don't do that, they fall off the wagon so to speak, because they get distracted by life. 
I think that, you know, you're talking about the truth of the fact that we are, our results are the accumulation of our habits. Yes. And, you know, I like the, the example you gave of like carving out like four to 8 a.m. one day a week to work on your business because I can use a subscription box as a perfect example. Like I had to I had to schedule three nights a week, literally from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. just to research, just to learn. You're talking about the learning phase, but mm-hmm. I just had to learn for weeks and weeks. And I didn't not do it. I didn't miss it because I knew that if I wanted to get to the place, you know, it's a it's in my pre-launch phase now. So if you guys want to check it out, it's um, gx3box.com. And you can sign up to find out more information when the Swin subscription opens. And it's going to be so amazing. It's going to be for women, by women. It's going to be incredible. Awesome. But, but that, if I would not have stuck to that plan, I would not have been able to get it done. Because I mean, listen, I had to learn how to code. I made a site. This is crazy stuff. But you know, this is, this is the bootstrapping process, right? And I've learned to love the process so much. I'm like, okay, I might need to stop adding new things in and do all the ones I've got because I have so many different things on the go. But as entrepreneurs, we learn to love the process. So Sean Douglas, who is a hero of mine, um, he is a speaker and he's Mm. in the military and he's working now for retirement in three years to be full because when he retires out of the military, he'll be full-time coaching speaking and an author. Okay. So he's, and he's been at this for, I think a year or two. So he's got this plan. Gotta love it. And he's working it, man. It's just awesome. But one of the best pieces of an interview that he did with me on my cause and effect show, because I have a YouTube show, cause and effect, um, it was go for the gold. Mm. And you might want to take this advice. You only know your limits. Okay. But Mm -hmm. do one thing and get it right. And then move on to the next thing. Do that to the best, get the gold, win the gold, and then add another and then add another. I think I probably wasted a good six months doing a little here, a little there, a little here, a little there and perfecting none of it in the beginning of this whole online thing. And now that I've got it straight. Very conscious of exactly what you're saying because in my model, right, I have direct service with companies helping them, you know, develop their community partnerships, and I'm turning that into. I have already done it. I've already turned it into a digital training product, and I have the and I have this amazing, you know, subscription box. But this podcast, but all of these together feel like they have become the overview of the services I offer. Gotcha. And it's like an, un, the umbrella. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. my, that's my scaled plan. So although, you know, new ideas come to me all the time, but I'm bookmarking them for later. Because I know that's so hard, right? I, I mean, I get 50,000 ideas and it's like, okay, I'll just put it in this little notebook that I keep yes. for future ideas because there's right now future podcast 2019 yes. for me. And I will have, I'm happy to help you with that. Let, we will, we will launch you. All right. That'll be awesome. And then my program and I do many programs too, uh, but those, that's easy. That, that just goes up there. They're evergreen. You yeah. can get to them whenever you want exactly. to. And then of course, all my local coaching and speaking. So yeah, you know, so it's I'm like you, it's like, I call it, it's the collection of things that we do that comprise our business. And listen, not everybody does it that way. People that are solopreneurs, you're talking about staying in that niche area, do that one service for that one period of time until you master it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then make it a well-tooled machine and move on to something else. Right. I am doing that just as you are. We're just well-tooling multiple machines at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I love it. You have a little sign in your background that says it's the journey, oh. not the destination. Yes. And it's... You know, oh. 
Wendy, you are, you are absolutely so amazing. And I want you to tell everybody about where they can find you outside of just your website. Tell us about cause and effect on YouTube. Okay. So uh, about uh, four or five months ago, I got the idea that I wanted to interview successful and emerging coaches and business entrepreneurs and give them a, a forum to be able to share their awesomeness. I hadn't even gotten into this whole interview and podcasting. It was yeah. just an idea I had. And I started with my local clients and we did interviews and I put them up and it was all about for local folks to see, kind of promote them. Yeah. At the same time, you know, a little selfishness there in a good way. It was giving me a testimonial because they were my clients. Mm. So that's not selfish. Like, that's, that's just bringing you know, your services forward. Right. Showcasing, yeah. look, you yeah. can do this too. Work with right. me and look how successful. I mean, I had realtors and so forth and so on. And, um, and remember at the same time I was producing and putting together that program that failed twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you definitely <laughs> felt the need to really show your impact. Listen, I have lots of impact. This is, you're showing right. yourself. You're like, Hey, right. even though this isn't working, this is working. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of snowballed into interviewing other coaches. I know uh, you and I are going to interview on my cause and effect. Yes. I'm and, so excited. You know, that's kind of exciting. So cause and effect is an ongoing interview um, of awesome awesome individuals and how they're succeeding and what they're struggling with. But my primary thing right now is the cause syndicate. All of the things that we've talked about yeah. are pulled together into this membership program. The cause syndicate is all about coaches emerging and growing and coming together to support each other. I love it so much. And, and listen, for anybody that is a coach or wants to be a coach or, you know, has that in their, their visions of their future, you should contact Wendy because she's going to help you get your mindset right from the beginning. And no matter what stage you're at, she can help you along that process. And, you know, maybe a year from now when you've set some boundaries in place and you're working hard, you know, you'll be in a position to either bring her on and, and maybe reach back to her. I mean, she is always here doing a multitude of things. So you can access her programs. You can contact her directly. I personally think that, Wendy, your mindset is something I appreciate so much. And thank you so much for sharing your journey because, you know, a lot of people are afraid to talk about the things that are hard and the ways that, you know, we got knocked down. And I believe so much that when we share these stories, we are giving other people the courage to get knocked down and get back up again. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Thank you so much. This has been so amazing to share it's my story so with you. Yeah, it's <laughs> I feel like we, we should have had a glass of wine. Just I know. Awesome. We're going to do that. I want to come to Idaho. So let's let's make take this raw, uh, podcast on the road, and we'll meet. And 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 I was thinking we should do another podcast. I have an idea of a podcast topic we can do, like a dive deep, like day long session together, and record snippets. So, ooh, you, know, you might you might have a visitor soon. So <laughs> make their I like that. up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay. So Wendy, my last question for you is, you know, I like to ask my guests, what percentage of grit and grace are you? And uh, it's different for everybody. And I know it's dependent on the day, but I think it's really what this podcast is about is reaching your goals through a variety of days of gritty and gracey days. So tell me what percent are you? Oh, I, I think I have to say that I'm a good 80% grit hmm. and 10% grace. And my ultimate goal would be to at least be 50-50 yes. because I think I, I'm, I'm like a, a puppy with a bone. When I get an idea, I refuse to let go. And that's great. That's grit and that's pushing it through. But I honestly believe that 
mm, if I could allow a little bit more grace in, it would be a little easier. (laughs) Hey, listen, I'm right there with you. I probably live at 80% grit most of the days, but I find that the grace is, well, you do have grace. The grace is, is getting back up again. It's, you know, wiping away the tears and trying again. And that takes grace and not just grit because it takes grace because you have to be graceful with yourself, you know, to let go of the, the hard things to try again. That is grace. And so anyway, Wendy, thank you so much for joining me and my friends. I'm going to put all of the information in the notes on how you can find her at causesuccess.com and that's K-A-U-S-E success.com. And my friends go keep being fierce.